Season's greetings to all my geeks and geekettes. And yes, it's that time of year again, where I do my annual solo episode that has to do with Christmas or the winter season. I started with listing my favorite Witcher-themed levels from video games, then I listed my favorite Christmas specials from Nickelodeon shows, and now I'm doing the same thing but with Cartoon Network shows. For those who don't know, Cartoon Network had some of my favorite shows growing up, so it's only natural that I do an episode talking about its holiday specials. Then again, I kinda hinted that during my last Christmas episode, and maybe next year I'll do the same thing for Disney shows, but I'm jumping ahead here. Anyway, for this episode, I'll be judging each special based on humor, story, and how they represent the holiday season. And just like the tier list episode I did some time ago, I'm only sticking with shows that aired during the late 1990s to the mid-2000s, because that was the era I mostly grew up in. Except for one show in particular, which actually had a pretty good Christmas special. I won't give anything away, but let's just say Keith, Matt, and Nick will be happy to hear what show made the cut. Shout out. Love you guys. Anyway, as usual, whatever I say is just my opinion. So if you disagree with how I rank these specials, that's fine. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and these are my top 10 favorite Christmas specials from Cartoon Network. Number 10. The Christmas Special from Regular Show. Starting off my list, we have the Regular Show Christmas Special. To be honest, I wasn't planning on including this special, but it does make sense the more I thought about it. It's Christmas Eve, and Mordecai and Rigby receive a box from Santa Claus that can give anyone who opens it whatever they desire. Now they must destroy the box before it falls into the wrong hands, i.e. the evil elf Quilgen. It's the same shenanigans you expect from regular show, but in a Christmas setting, and I love it. Some highlights include Santa Claus himself, who instead of being portrayed as a jolly old fat guy in most media, Santa Claus in this show is a slim, hardcore toy designer with a six-pack. Hell, he even mentioned that his typical appearance is all bullshit made up by advertising companies. That part always made me laugh. The special also did a good job at conveying the message about putting aside conflicts for the sake of the holiday season. In this case, Mordecai and the others teaming up with their rival park, East Pines, to stop Quilgen and letting them use their lava pits to dump the box. Not to mention the other characters putting in work to overcome the booby traps. Like Muscle Man dancing his way through a spike trap, Benson gained a high score on a frozen pinball machine, and Pops wrestling a goddamn polar bear. This all led to Mordecai and Rigby jumping into a lava pit to ensure Quilgen and the box are gone forever. That was definitely insane. However, because I'm not as infested with this special compared to the others, I can't rank it any higher. Sorry guys. Hey. At least it's in the top 10 somewhere. Number 9. Twas the fight before Christmas from the Powerpuff Girls. I'm talking about the real Powerpuff Girls. That shitty reboot has no business to exist. Anyway, it's Christmas time in Talonsville, and Princess Morbucks mixed up Santa's list to make her the only nice kid in the world. Now the girls must stop Princess and find Santa so they can fix this. If the title didn't give it away, this episode, more or less, parodies Twas the Night Before Christmas. Especially when you have the narrator rhyme in all of his dialogue. But there's definitely a lot of humorous moments throughout the special. Like in the beginning where the girls reference past episodes to emphasize how naughty Princess actually is. Even her servants were too scared to admit it. Or when Princess found out she was the only naughty kid. Even Mitch was on the nice list. Yes, Mitch Mitchelson is on Santa Claus's nice list. Let that sink in. As well as the part where Bubbles tried to explain to her sisters why everyone got coal instead of presents. But her fast talking and complex storytelling made them misinterpret her not once, but twice. This all led to the epic chase between the girls and Princess as they fight their way to the North Pole and confront Santa. Admittedly, that part did drag on a little bit. However, 
It did lead to a very satisfying ending where Santa realized how much of a spoiled bitch Princess actually was, and puts her on the permanent naughty plaque and gets rid of the superpowers he gave her. Yes, Santa can give kids superpowers for Christmas. In his defense, hey, no one's ever asked. <laughs> this goes along well with the theme about what happens when you act selfish around Christmas. Hell, even the girls learn from this when they accidentally destroyed Santa's workshop while fighting Princess, but at least they were able to fix their wrongs by helping Santa deliver all the presents that the good children deserve. Yeah, this special doesn't demonstrate the best morals, but it was very entertaining enough to be put in the top 10. Number 8. Operation Naughty from Codename Kids Next Door. It's Christmas Eve, and the kids next door are framed for breaking into the North Pole and stealing Santa's quote-unquote reindeer, until they learned it was actually the delightful children who hijacked Santa's list to make them the only nice kids in the world. Yes, on paper, the concept does sound identical to the Powerpuff Girls episode I literally just mentioned, but trust me, it does enough to make it feel different. Unlike most specials we've seen, this episode parodies a comic book story with all its action and visuals. Hell, Santa's head elves are based off members of the X-Men, most notably, Wolverine, Storm, Nightcrawler, and Colossus. And Santa himself is a parody of Charles Xavier, which only solidifies my points. But, the Marvel parodies doesn't stop there, as the KND and the Alpha Strike Squad also have to fight the Faculty Four, which is a parody of the Fantastic Four. But unlike them, the Faculty Four are a bunch of petty adults who are jealous that their holiday, Substitute Teacher Day, isn't nearly as famous compared to Christmas. It's so fucking ridiculous, but that's what makes it funny and the delightful children nearly succeed with their evil plan, until the power of the reindeer system was too much for them to handle. But, in a twist, number 3 ends up hijacking the system and makes her the only nice kid so she can take everyone's presents. Why the hell did number 3 suddenly become evil? Well, she was the only one who was thoughtful enough to give her friends presents, and none of them thought about giving her a gift, especially number 4. To be honest, I used to hate that part as a kid, but rewatching it now, it does make sense given how eccentric number 3 can be, and I don't blame her for getting pissed off, because how would you feel if you gave someone a gift and that person didn't think about returning the favor? Thankfully, number four was able to stop number three's mayhem by giving her leftover french fries he was eating earlier. Yes, for as stupid and lazy as that sounds, it worked, and number three happily accepted it. Technically, that was a gift, so let's not question it. Despite that minor problem, it's still a very entertaining special, and it shows that you should always be thoughtful around Christmas time. Plus, they want to include more shipping between number three and number four. Let's be real. They kept milking the shit out of that gag in later seasons. <laughs> Number 7. The Class of 3000 Christmas Special from Class of 3000. Yes, I'm one of the few people in this world that actually remembers this show. <laughs> it's Christmas time for the students at Wesley School, and they find out that Sonny has a personal grudge against Santa Claus. So the kids try to help Sonny get over his grudge, while Lil D tries to get himself on the nice list. Mainly because he wants to get his hands on a new extra system, which is an obvious parody of the Xbox. I know what you guys are probably thinking. How could Sonny hate someone as kind and cheerful as Santa Claus? Well, apparently when he was a kid, Santa gave him the wrong pair of skates for Christmas, and because he got injured, he couldn't play the role as head elf for his school's Christmas play. Yeah, I'm serious. It's so ridiculous, but it works, given how immature Sonny can act at times. Hell, there was even a scene where Santa essentially told him to get his shit together and move on. Thankfully, it ended with the two of them patching things up. The main highlight for me, though, was Little D who did everything he can to get himself on the nice list, from giving Santa compliments, to figuring out the reason behind Sonny's grudge, to overloading Santa's sleigh with cookies, which inevitably made things worse. It wasn't until that moment where Lil D realized how selfish he acted, and does the right thing to ensure his friends, and everyone got the Christmas they deserve, which finally got him on Santa's nice list. 
This goes along well with the message about not letting your personal desires ruin someone else's Christmas. Other moments I enjoyed include Billy Phil trying to make it snow with his new invention, Eddie finally getting a kiss from Tamika, not once, but twice, Madison revealing that she knows how to fly a plane despite only being 12 years old, or Cam refusing to believe that Santa is real despite all the evidence provided, much to Kim's annoyance. I also like the musical numbers Gimme Toys and Santa's in Trouble. Once again, the show does a great job with its music and different art styles. Overall, the show is still kind of forgettable, but its Christmas special is great enough to be put in the top 10 for me. Number 6. A Lost Cause from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends It's Christmas Eve at Foster's, and Max starts to question if Santa Claus is actually real. Meanwhile, Blue hatches a plan to ensure he gets more than one present this year. Even though this episode takes place in the era where the show becomes unwatchable for me, this special still had a lot of great moments. For one thing, I like the idea of kids creating their own imaginary Santas around Christmas time. It really does add more attention to Mac and the conflict he's going through. Not to mention him and Blue testing out all the cliches that involve Santa, which caused problems for Wilt, Eduardo, and Coco. Another highlight for me was the Christmas Carol parody when Mr. Harriman was visited by three ghosts. And by ghosts, I mean Blue wearing three different outfits of nearly every ghost from that story. Starting off as the ghost of Bob Marley, an actual present as the ghost of Christmas present, and my personal favorite, a robot as the ghost of Christmas future. That shit kills me every time. But going back to Mac, it's thanks to Madame Foster that he was able to maintain faith, as she reminded him that everything will be okay as long as you believe. That's honestly not bad for a message. Sometimes you don't need logic to have a good Christmas, as long as you believe. That plus Mac wanted a pair of underwear as a sign that Santa is real. And Blue received many lumps of coal for almost ruining Christmas for Foster's. Let's be honest, that little shit deserved it. Overall, it's a pretty good Christmas special and it's worth checking out. I know Matt and Nick are probably pissed off that this special isn't ranked higher. Sorry guys. Number 5. A Johnny Bravo Christmas from Johnny Bravo. We're now in the top 5, and to start us off, we have A Johnny Bravo Christmas. It's Christmas Eve in Aaron City, and Johnny forgot to mail his and Mrs. Bravo's letters to Santa Claus, so he, along with Susie and eventually an amateur pilot, traveled to the North Pole to hand deliver the letters before Santa takes off tonight. Okay, technically this is the second Christmas episode from Johnny Bravo, the first one being Twas the Night from Season 1. It was a good episode, but this one does a better job in my opinion. First off, the humor in this special is gold. With moments like Johnny's head getting caught between the automatic doors from the post office, him and Susie jumping out of a plane with a bunch of talking circus animals, or him getting attracted to a French-speaking lady on the way to another airport. Yeah, I'm sure you know what happens during the latter. <laughs> this was also when Johnny Bravo was starting to go back to its old roots from Season 1, as the only characters they included were Johnny, Mrs. Bravo, and Susie. Oh yeah, can't forget about Donny Osmond, who makes his grand return in this episode. Speaking of Season 1, this special also includes references from past episodes. Aside from Donny Osmond, we have the Sensitivity Man making a cameo at the airport, Johnny mentioning the episode where he and a talking camel get stuck in a desert, and even their last Christmas episode where Santa punches the shit out of Johnny for accidentally breaking his arm. At least he was quick to forgive Johnny, sort of. This all led to a very wholesome conclusion, where Johnny learns that all the gifts his mother asked were all gifts intended for him. In response, Johnny tells Santa to give his last remaining gifts to his mother, because all he really wants is to see her happy, which goes along well with the message about giving rather than receiving. It's one of those rare moments where we see Johnny actually care about someone else other than his ego. Overall, it's a very wacky yet wholesome Christmas special, which is why it finds itself in the top 5. Number 4. Hey hey, it's Kanishmas from Chowder. Yeah, you heard right. Chowder doesn't celebrate Christmas, he celebrates 
Ganishmus. Despite the different name and obvious food pun, the fundamentals are the same. Anyway, it's Kanishmas and Marsapan City, and Chowder's worried they won't get the gift he wants from quote-unquote Kanish Kringle. In case you're curious what that gift is, he wants an electric broccoli trimmer with detachable non-electric cauliflower trimmer. Try saying that three times fast. But when Mung Dole tries to get a Smingerbread house from his rival Endive, Chowder, along with Panini and Gorgonzola, try to stop Kanish Kringle from eating it, out of fear that Mung will get upset. If you've seen Chowder, then it's pretty obvious why it's ranked this high mainly because of how unique and humorous the special was. From the clay animated segments, the musical number where Mung and Chowder tried to make a good Schmincherbread house but kept failing, or the scenes where Gaspacho was dressed as Kanish Kringle, except Chowder and Schnitzel were too oblivious to know that was him. And just like the last special I mentioned, it conveys the message of giving, as Chowder was willing to quit obsessing over the gift he wanted so he could see Mung be happy instead. And as an added bonus, he gave Gorgonzola a sweater and Panini a kiss, knowing it would make them happy as well. Although, Chowder was very reluctant to give Panini an actual kiss, as expected. I also like how Kanish Kringle is depicted in the Chowder universe compared to Santa Claus. Instead of being a jolly old fat man, Kanish Kringle is a centipede-like monster who will only leave presents if he likes your schmincherbread house. And if he doesn't, he'll go on a rampage and fucking destroy your kitchen. Hence why Monk reluctantly bought one from Endive earlier. This was a very funny and unique Christmas special, and he easily earns a spot this high. Number 3. Camp Kringle from Camp Laszlo. Despite being July, Santa Claus visits Camp Kidney to make up for the vacation days he was going to spend. But when he discovered his love for Tetherball, Christmas might be in jeopardy. Some of you might be confused as to why I ranked the special so high. Don't worry, I have my reasons. For one thing, this episode confirms that elves, and humans for that matter, exist in the Camp Laszlo universe, even though a majority of these characters are anthropomorphic animals that coexist with real animals for some reason. Hey, who cares about logic? <laughs> but, one of the main reasons why I love this special is because of Santa, who acts a lot more stressed out than usual. Especially when his plan to take a six month vacation was all ruined thanks to a meteor that appears right the fuck out of nowhere. And I don't blame Santa for acting this way, because how would you feel if you've been working so long only for your dream vacation to be taken away instantly? However, he did act very selfish when he refused to go back to his workshop and finish making toys before Christmas. Oh yeah, if you're wondering why Santa's workshop's on top of Mount Whitehead, it's because according to him, the North Pole has melted because of global warming, so he and the elves were forced to relocate. This all led to a bunch of funny moments like Santa trying to adapt to the camping lifestyle but kept failing, or him completely dominating everyone in Tetherball, or Edward, who doesn't believe in Santa, dressing up as a mobster alongside the Dungs, Nurse Leslie, and Chef McMusley as part of their plan to make Santa leave. In this case, create a stew that's so disgusting that Santa would have to leave camp, a stew containing samples of any ailments that the campers got. But even that failed. Eventually, Santa realized just how important Christmas is, and finally leaves camp so he can finish making toys. Again, not letting your selfish desires ruin someone else's joy. However, Scoutmaster Lumpus, who volunteered to watch over the elves, has taken over the workshop, which led to an epic fight between Santa Claus and Lumpus. This was one of the funniest fucking moments I've seen from the show, and it's extra funny when you realize it's basically Tom Kenny fighting himself. Thankfully, Lumpus was stopped before Christmas could be jeopardized again. I know some people have mixed feelings towards the special, but I love it, and it deserves to be in the top three. Number two, Billy and Mandy save Christmas from the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy. The runner-up spot on my list goes to the surprisingly, yet not surprisingly, dark Christmas episode from Billy and Mandy. Santa Claus gets bitten by a vampire, and the trio must kill the head vampire in order to cure him before Christmas. However, they soon find out that they need to kill the head head vampire 
Yes, they purposely used the word head twice for that title. <laughs> right off the bat, this special has a unique premise as it sounds like some horror movie shit. Then again, that's what Billy and Mandy was known for. Yet there's a whole bunch of funny moments that easily overshadowed the horrific parts. Like in the beginning where Scar was playing at department store Santa, but thanks to Billy, his fake beard fell off and all the shoppers, mainly the adults, go on a riot and destroy them all. That brave Empire Strikes Back reference when they make it to the North Pole, or Billy staying behind to help Mrs. Claus take care of Santa's workshop, while Grim and Mandy, who at first didn't believe in Santa, confront the head vampire. Speaking of which, Baron Von Gulish actually became my favorite character from the special, all thanks to his cowardness and cleaning fixation. And it was funny to see him team up with Mandy and Grim to save Christmas, as it was something he always wanted to do when he was a kid, even though he barely did anything. I also really enjoyed the plot twist about Mrs. Claus being the head, head vampire this whole time. It turns out, she was tired of being overworked and turned her husband into a vampire so she could finally have time to relax. However, Mandy's quick assumption about her turning all the children into vampires made her change her mind for the worse. But oddly enough, thanks to Billy, Santa was cured and he fixed their relationship, reminding Mrs. Claus that Christmas is about making memories with the ones you care about, rather than selfish desires. And Santa even apologized to his wife for making her feel overworked. Oh yeah, Santa is voiced by the late Gilbert Goffrey in this episode. Hey, I'm not complaining. He did a very solid job. I also like the gag where after one of the characters says a line, a snowball hits him in the face, revealing that it's actually Spurk who's been tossing them this whole time, before getting mauled by vampire elves towards the end. <laughs> Billy and Mandy say Christmas may have provided great humorous and horrific moments. There's still one special left that tops it. Number 1. Ed and Eddie's Jingle Jingle Jangle from Ed, Ed and Eddie. Come on people, you had to see this one coming. Even though I loved the first Christmas episode the show did, this one just nails it in my opinion. It's Christmas Eve at the cul-de-sac, and Eddie isn't pleased with the presents he got. So much so, they decide to put himself up for adoption in order to get presents from the other kids. Now, Double D and Ed try to help him see through his selfish ways. There's a lot of reasons why I love watching the special so much that I don't know where to start. But I guess I can start by mentioning the animation, as this was technically the first episode to introduce the new art style we see in seasons 5, 6, and the movie. As well as being the first episode to give us a setting that isn't summer. It was definitely a nice welcome change, but I'll elaborate on that once I eventually cover Season 5 of Ed and Eddie. God, who knows how long that will be. <laughs> Next, I have to mention the humor, because this special has comedy gold written all over it, such as in the beginning where Eddie found all the gifts his parents hid from him, but much to his horror, his parents got him clothes, which is something he alluded back in Fa La 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 Ed from Season 2, including the famous line, Uh, Dickie? They still make these? To this day, that line still makes me laugh my ass off as well as the scene where Ed lifted his entire chimney and brings it over to his room so he can get ready for Santa's arrival. I fucking die of laughter every time I see that. Not to mention all of Eddie's cheap attempts to get presents from the other kids. From telling Johnny that all skips were sent to his house via a letter he got from Santa, and by that, I mean Eddie's failed math quiz. According to him, negative 5 plus 10 equals Nebraska. You can't make this shit up. Then he tells Rolf about his parents getting kidnapped and is forced to join in the celebration of the great Yishmayek, which led to a very funny musical number. Funny enough, Naz actually welcomed Eddie in with open arms and would have given him a present, had Eddie didn't vomit out his eggnog on her when she mentioned a mistletoe. Smooth, Eddie. Smooth. Unfortunately, things go downhill fast when Eddie pretends to be Jimmy's Christmas angel, but gets kicked out after eating his gingerbread village. Speaking of angels, the angel and shepherd stunt that Double D and Ed did was pretty funny too. Or when Eddie tried doing the same bullshit about his parents getting kidnapped to Kevin, which of course, failed. However, it did lead to a very depressing moment where Eddie was left outside in the freezing snow while everyone else was inside celebrating Christmas. 
Even though A deserved it for all the shit he caused, it's still a tough moment to watch. Admittedly, I almost teared up the first time I watched it. However, Eddie does something nice by replacing one of the light bulbs at the playground's Christmas tree, making it shine brighter than ever before. This greatly demonstrates the message of being thoughtful around Christmas. Even though other shows I mentioned used the exact same message, the way Ed and A handled it was brilliant and more heartwarming. And as a reward for his selfless act, Santa Claus dumped his bag full of presents for the coldest act kids to enjoy. But, Eddie decides to hog all the gifts for himself, much to Ed and Double D's horror. A lot of people hate this part of the episode, but I personally don't mind it, as it works for Eddie's character. In this case, Eddie believes that his one act of kindness is enough to justify his selfish wants. But thankfully, Ed and Double D were able to stop him, and the kids received their gifts. I also enjoyed the side story involving the Kankers, where they referenced the story of how the Three Kings followed the Star of Bethlehem, which led to them finding the Eds. And if you've seen this show, you know what happens next. This is a Christmas special I can never get tired of, and it well deserves the number one spot. And those are my favorite Christmas specials from Cartoon Network. It's obvious that humor is what mostly kept me infested with these specials. Then again, that's always been Cartoon Network's biggest strength. Still, it was fun to rank these specials, and I'll always make time to watch them whenever it's the holiday season. Anyway, what are some of your favorite Christmas specials from Cartoon Network? And do you want me to cover Disney holiday specials next year? Let us know on our Discord server, and message us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to listen to us on all major platforms like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. Check us out on Twitch at EmanTheLegendary, Nuclear Bacons, Cryptolog Games, and Carabyte. And tell your friends and family about us, especially any fans of Cartoon Network shows. Thank you for listening, and have yourselves a Merry Geekmas.